constituents. Last night at our trivia night, there was over 60 of us here uh, working through some reasonably tough questions until we got to the Disney questions and, and they were just impossible. What should have been the most fun all night became torturous. I, I considered taking, doing things I've never thought I would ever do after that time. It was terrible. But apart from that particular woeful section of the trivia night, um, we raised $1,211 for Jess Corden. So I, I reckon that's, that's pretty exciting stuff. So we're, if she's, she's planning to be there for two years, all being well, we'll do it again next year. I think was the, the talk. We'll do that again next year. Uh, there are already members of our house that are supporting her. If you're not, but you'd like to, please, um, there's, there's information in our newsletter. See Jen or obviously speak to, to Nick and Roz and they can help you with that as well. Is that okay? So last weekend, that was a really cool weekend, wasn't it? Just go with me. You'll hear me as I'm talking. Did everyone enjoy last weekend? Yeah, it was cool, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought so. Okay. I am totally prepared for today. I'm going to put it out there. What I want to talk about today, we're not going to get through. And so we're going to have to continue. But then we've got, uh, obviously, we've got Easter. And so I'd like to be reasonably Easter focused. So I may jump into it. And then after Easter, I don't know where after Easter, somewhere down the track, we've got Gary Morgan coming April the 15th. So that's sensational. So if you don't have that in your diary, put it in your diary. If you haven't heard Gary, come and hear Gary. If, if you thought that the team from the School of Supernatural Life were energetic and alive and on fire and in tune with Jesus, then you need to, you need to check Gary out. Just the way that he moves in the prophetic. Everyone's prophetic ministry, particularly those that carry an office of a prophet, operate differently. Corey Turner releases mantles on people. But Gary actually shares with you parts of your life using dates. Like, it's like he's got this little thing in his ear and people feeding him your anniversary date, your birth date, the date this happened and that happened. God shows him stuff like that, specific dates for specific people so that you realize and understand how much Father God loves you, how important you are to him and how much he knows you. Because once he's got your attention, then he can speak into your life, yeah? The week after that, we've got George Snyman. So that's phenomenal. July the 1st, we've got actually Corey coming. So there's some great stuff that's happening. But so who, who actually caught some of the, the team that were here last week? Yeah? All right. So this is what we're going to do. Um, this is not part of my sermon. So I just, I, I like testimonies. Testimonies build a new foundation for us to believe from. Yeah, you need to trust me on that if you don't believe me on that. When, when you hear that someone's been healed with a back complaint, even though you've got a back complaint, you now know that God can. You knew it before, now you know it because someone that you know has experienced it. So when you step into that place, your foundation yeah, has been elevated. So I'm going to ask two, maybe three people from the outset, two, maybe three, that received a touch from God through the team. While they were here, not outside of that, not during the week, not while you're driving the car, through the team. We're being really specific. Is that all right? Now, because I am aware that some of you like the microphone, 
I have tried in the past subtle hints like I should sit down, but they haven't heard, people haven't heard. So please don't be offended. What I'm trying to do is not offend you, but I'm making sure that the others who have been blessed can share their blessing so that you can be blessed. And so when you, I believe your time's up, I have the power and I'm going to ring that. And that's when you're going to look to me and go, cool, no worries, thank you, pastor, and you're going to sit down. If you continue to talk, the person down the back will turn off your mic. Is that all right? Is that cool? We have limited time, yeah? But we want to hear the blessings that people have walked in, experienced, so that we can grab hold of that. I shared while the team was here, yeah, if you read your Bible, there's a story where, where Saul, who's angry, he's upset, you know, he's just one of those people. He's walking down the mountain. There's this prophetic team that walk past him and they're prophesying and the spirit that's on them falls on him and he begins to prophesy, yeah? That means when you hear something, when you're in the vicinity of what God's doing, grab hold of it, claim it. It can be yours. God's not a selfish God. He doesn't meter stuff out just for you and just for you. If it's going to you, it's the blessing for us and in us is for those around us. Amen? So who is going to be courageous enough to come up and be the first person off the rank to say, sure, Ross, come forward. No, he put his hand up like he did. He did. I'm saying, yes, please. If you're one of those people, just come to the front. There's plenty of seats there. Like, there's no one going to buy it. Mel's not there, so that fear's gone. Just come. <laughs> just come and just sit and relax until I ring the bell for Ross. <laughs> uh, um, it was really beautiful um, last Saturday night, Sunday night at, at the Overflow. I, um, there's a couple of, couple of words for me, and there was one about my fathering, which completely undid me. Um, but there was kind of a lesser word that another lass um, spoke over me, which I kind of wanted to just say something about it because um, I, I kind of managed to dr not dry my tears but sort of come back from my tears. I was listening to her and she said to me that I'm God's free bird. And, it was, um, and I, I started saying to her, there it is, there it is, there it is, that's it. And she was, I, I kind of wanted to explain this because there's a beautiful story behind that um for months and months and months now ali and i um birds have been literally dropping into our lives um we've we've found dead ones we've found live ones i've just picked up a crow one day and 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 I, yeah and i had a kingfisher just fall into my hands and it was like and, and, and there's been birds being picked on by other birds. We've intervened, you know, bully birds. <laughs> and, and there's been birds that have been sick and we've brought them into a house and most of them have died. But <laughs> some of them, uh, some of them, some of them, we had to learn how to care. We've, a few of them now, we have a higher success rate. We've got them back <laughs> and they're living. And a lot of birds have come into our land and I tell you, hey, Ellie, it's just been, we've been going to each other time and time again, what's with the bird thing? What is with the bird thing? And so I just wanted to fill that in behind that. Like what she said was, was a true and prophetic thing that is true now. I am God's free bird. But there's a thing for the future. Yeah. That's what it all is. And I yeah. just say that over so that we don't forget God is always 
unpacking a mystery for us yeah. to discover. Through all these words, it's not all. It's like that's why we love jigsaw puzzles. That's why why we love detective stories or whodunit. We love unraveling the mystery because when we find the mystery, we don't forget it. Yeah, it's built in over long term. Come on, you know. So, so this is just a little part of it. Yes, um, God's free bird, but there's freedom and this bird thing is going to continue. We're going yeah. to see more. Amen. Amen. Cool. Come on. Who else? Uh, something. Oh, no, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> something just clicked when you said that, Ross, because um, for the last little while we've been having, oh, particularly Rachel and I, have been having these things with feathers. And just not just like walking along and seeing a scungy feather at Lake Wendaree or something like that, but particular beautiful feathers or um, characteristic feathers, the characteristic feathers that just, you have to stop and wonder, what? And um, one of them, I'll tell you a couple, one was, um, we're driving along to Ararat at 100 k's an hour down the freeway and Greg said, now that's weird. He saw a feather hanging about a metre from, from the ground just staying put. Right? So I thought, yep. Yeah. And then Rachel and I went to a specialist appointment for her in Melbourne at the doctor's clinic and we sit down on the chairs and under the chair in front of us is a feather. And it's just, um, I've just put it together because last weekend I, I went up to the front in the morning service and... You could just see the love of Jesus in these kids' faces. They were just, you could just see the shininess of God come through. And she said, uh, God wants to be your protector and a fierce protector. Like um, she said, a mama bear protecting a curbs. <laughs> and, and that sort of gave, gave it a sort of a, um, a flavour of, of fierce, fierceness. And it's the American accent. It makes it, it, makes it holy. <laughs> it was. It sort of sounds more anointed. I don't know. And, um, and so through my life I could see when, when you're surrounded by critical people or absent parents or whatever, you start to develop a strategy for protecting yourself. And whether that's a mask that you wear or um, a persona you adopt or an attitude you adopt to keep people at arm's length or stop hurtful things from coming into your heart. And I've developed some really complicated things, really deep-seated, some of which have been dealt with, praise God, and I've been healed of. But um, of recent years, some of which are fairly new, and she said, I, I see you carrying around this really heavy shield, and I could see it in as soon as she said it, this picture popped into my mind of a, a shield about this big and about that wide and really... And she said, it's really heavy. And I thought, yeah, I'm really tired. And um, I was carrying it on my back so that I could, I could turn my back on people and protect myself from hurts and wounds. And she said, Jesus wants to be your protector. You don't have to Come carry on. That, Come on. that weight around anymore. You don't have Come to on. carry that fear and... Um, that heaviness of having to watch out everywhere in case someone stabbed you in the back or a hurt caught you unawares and you'd have to bear that pain. 
And so I just really want to rejoice that I was able to give that to Jesus. And I really did feel a bit physically lighter. Now, the working out of that is still happening. And I have to remind myself, and I haven't seen as many feathers lately, but... um, God was so gracious in even softening up my heart before that word. I think, Rachel, it's about God protecting us, that his angels are uh, before us and behind us, and Jesus is carrying the load for my protection. Come so on. I want to praise God. Yeah, very me. good. Cool. Anyone else? Do we have one more? Yeah. Wait, are you talking about your healing? Yeah, cool. I was thinking that too. And also Matthew, yeah? I've longed to gather you under my wings like a chicken gathers her chicks, yeah? Or a hen, depending on the version. We'll have some more opportunity for um, testimony. Uh, I want to make sure we do that today. That's why I know I won't get through what I want to talk about. With all of that stuff, some of it doesn't make sense to everybody. Is it true to say that everyone would love to hear God? Yeah. Is it true to say that sometimes you feel like you don't hear the Lord? Yeah. Doesn't that just like... I can't say it in church, suck. Like, it's just like it's so wrong, yeah? It's just, it, it, when, when you're having a season like that and you feel like you're not hearing from the Lord, they, they, <laughs> if you, my, my, my tablet's locked and I went to unlock it <laughs> and the picture that I can see now is not what was here. It's a nice, you know, whatever you call that, but it was a, it was a chimpanzee. <laughs> it was a big, like... Anyway, I don't know why it's there. It was for me. God just said, look there for you. And I went to show you and it disappeared. I don't know why it's doing this. Stop. Anyway, what I want to try to get through today, if we can, is we're not going to. So start again. What I want to do today is to be able to run through some things to help us learn how to hear from God. What we experience with the team isn't supernatural It should be natural for each and every one of us. I've got something in my eye. It's supernatural because God was working through them, yeah? Absolutely so. But we can actually hear like they hear, yeah? Often, though, in life, we get so busy, we don't position ourselves so that can happen. So there are some things that we can do, some practical things. But the biggest enemy of hearing God is our minds. And that's where the enemy works. The enemy works in our minds to tell us that we're not hearing from God. It's just us. It's our thoughts, yeah? And so I want to run through some of that if I can. Because one of my biggest takeaways from the team was we went out treasure hunting on Saturday night. And so what that means and what we did was we went into Ballarat City. There was the 10 of them and I don't know how many of us, maybe six of us or seven of us. And we jumped into different teams. And then we just walked through the crowds during white night, waiting for the Lord to impress someone on our hearts with a word to share with them. And so I was with Jordan, um, Casey and Addison and my boys. And we stopped for a bite to eat. And uh, while we're sitting in this cafe burger place to eat, um, Casey and Addison, uh, they're hilarious. This couple walks in with uh, a couple of young kids, one in a pram. They had trendy little sneakers on, you know. And, and Addison looks at Casey and goes, they're the ones, they're the ones. 
you know. She goes, yeah, God's given me something already, you know. You've got to see them work when they're working, right? It's hilarious. And we're just sitting at the table waiting for our food. So this couple sits down and Casey finds an opportunity to, to move over there by taking a photo. And she starts sharing the word that God gave to her. Then Addison got up and did the same thing. He felt like God wanted to speak into their finances. He pulls out $100, walks up to them at the table. Casey's sitting with him and he just says to the lady, here, that's for you. This is who I am. I feel like God wants to speak into your finances and he's telling you there's more to come, but this is just a start. She goes, I can't take that. He goes, oh, you have to. It's from God. And he just left it there. He shared a couple of other things and he just sat down, started eating his burger again like it didn't happen. Yeah. And I was with Jordan and I said to Jordan, do you go treasure hunting? Do you go, do you go out a lot? She goes, no, I used to. She goes, and she's the youngest in the group. She's 19. She goes, I used to go out all the time. She goes, but with life, study, work, I can't. But she goes, I've learned that it's just part of my everyday life. Wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, when I hear the Lord, when he points someone out, I just go and share it, and then I keep going with what I'm doing. She goes, it's just, it's just every day. And I'm just sitting there thinking, oh, my goodness, right? As they're finished with this couple, they come back to the table and Geordie's writing down on a piece of paper. She wants to give it to one of the owners of this, this burger place because he's too busy to stop. They're flat out. It's white night. And so <laughs> uh, Casey goes, what are you doing? She goes, I'm writing a word. I've got a word. She goes, yeah, me too. Give me some paper. And Addison goes, oh, I'll get in on that. Give me some paper. Addison looks at me and I've got both my boys with me. They go, what about you, pastor? I'm like, Oh, God, please, now, give me something now, quick. I've got my boys watching me. Looking like, oh, my goodness. At that moment, I had nothing. All I had was blank piece of paper. Oh, Lord, give me one word, one word to impress my boys. Oh, so they think I'm spiritual. There are times, there are times where we just don't hear from God like we'd like to hear from God. The end of the story, God gave me a word and I was able to share that, but it wasn't after I asked him to open the ground and swallow me up, which is normally where God comes through for me at the 11th hour. But, all right, let's see if we can build a foundation. We will need to continue this down the track, okay? So, what we experience through them really should be part of our everyday life. And I want to suggest that it can be. Hearing the voice of God, being intimate in relationship, walking emotionally and spiritually with Him should be everyday normal, yeah? Everyday normal. Now, we teach this stuff with, uh, with Dion and Michelle when we do heart transformation. We've actually taught on hearing God four years ago in this church, yeah, almost to the day. Yeah, we taught on it, but we don't often talk about it because we take it for granted. Thus, we're trying to... Um, talk about it now because a, a, a faithful brother in the house said it would be really good to learn you know the way that they do that stuff so let's see how we go uh, the reality is that as God's children children of God to be able to hear from him every day is is normal it, it is so normal see God's not like us we often refer to God as father we know that he's not you know, he's not male or female, yeah? He's not gender, he's a spirit, he's both. He has male and female attributes. But we often refer to him as a father. I make that point is because sometimes we men are terrible communicators, yeah? yeah? Just for those that are in relationships, ask your partner. We men, in general, are terrible communicators. But Father God's not like that. He talks all the time. He's actually really good at it. Like, he doesn't stop talking. It, the issue is us being able to hear him because he wants to talk to us all the time. 
It's, if you read Matthew 13, it says, but, and I'm giving you scriptures for a reason. Bless, bless it, um, but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. For truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see but did not see it and hear, hear what you hear but did not hear it. The children of God see it. The children of God hear it. Those that are outside of the family don't and they long to. Yeah? That's what the scripture is saying to us. Because heaven's looking for a generation of people that will rise up who truly know their father that actually have eyes to see and ears to hear. Yeah, that's, that's part of our mandate. It's part of the privilege of being his, his sons and his daughters. Amen? So here are some, some basics to kick off with, with some scripture. And the reason I'm giving you word is because when the enemy is working overtime, that's just you, that's just you, it's the thought, it's not God, you can say, oh, well, I may as well rip, if you think that, I'll rip out that page and I'll rip out that page and I'll rip out that page and I'll rip out that page because the Bible tells us over and over again the inspired word of God that becomes living and revealed to us tells us over and over again that he speaks to us. So when the enemy's working us over time in our minds, if we know some of these scriptures, we just have to come back to him and say, hey, buddy, good luck with that, yeah? Yeah, good luck with that. So, anyway... From the moment that God created Adam and Eve, he, he created them for one thing. We've, and this, I'm, I'm not teaching you how, how to suck eggs, so to speak. He, he created them for relationship. That was the whole idea. He created us for relationship. I continually say that. He didn't create us from, for hell and then save us from hell. He created us for relationship and the cross was all about bringing us back into that right relationship. Yeah. So... He's given every human being ears to hear and eyes to see, minds to think and hearts to feel. Yeah, we're all part of his family, all of us. Every, each and every one of us that have said yes to Jesus are part of his family. God loves family. That's why he calls us children. That's simple enough, isn't it? Now, like any family, we speak, we talk, we chat. You know, we get along with one another. Where did I leave my water? Sorry, I'm just uh, running over there. Thanks, Trev. So what happens when you drink coffee. And don't drink enough water with it. Now, the problem for us, though, is that Adam and Eve mucked it up. Yeah? They decided to you know, listen to the serpent. They bit the apple. They bought the wrong phone, whatever you want to call it. They did the wrong thing. Yeah? And because of that, here we are today, and we've got struggles in our life. They, they effectively and successfully introduced sin into the world. Now, please, can I, I want to keep saying this. Sin is not an action. Sin is anything that disturbs the peace of God between you and him, that disturbs the shalom of God. It can be an action. It can be a thought, yeah? Anything that... Because if we get caught up with action, we start putting things in, you know, in categories, in priorities, in hierarchy. That's a worse sin than this sin. Anything that disturbs the shalom of God, that disturbs your relationship with him, is sin. So because they mucked up... They, they ruined what they had naturally. They used to walk and talk with God, yeah? We know, we know the story in Genesis. They used to walk and talk with God. And I reckon they used to just talk. I reckon God just used to talk to them about ideas. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking I, I might create something new. What do you think about this? I just think he just would have talked about stuff. Because I know that God often gives us ideas to create things, to do things, yeah? So... If they were first at it, I think he spoke to them first about that stuff. Yeah? They walked and talked with God. They had the tools that they needed to experience God. 
Each and every one of us here have the tools to experience God and to hear from him. We just need to know how to use them. That's all. Yeah, does that make a little bit of sense? The difference between the team that visited with us and people like Gary Morgan and others that we so admire, and rightfully so, yeah? We don't hold them up on a pedestal, but we admire them because of what they bring in and how they bring us on our journey so that we can grow. They've just learnt to use the tools. That's the difference. They're not better than us. They're not older than us. They're not younger than us. They're not mature, more mature than us. It's none of that. They've just learnt to use the tools that God has given all of us, yeah, each and every one of us. So, first, for the enemy, God loves to talk. I don't hear from God. He never talks. Well, you know, like he, he talks all the time. Revelation 1.15. His feet were like polished bronze, refined in a furnace, and his voice thundered like mighty ocean waves. Now, a lot of people think that God is quite quiet, and he's really silent. And he's also, yes, he is also the still small voice. But that's not the only way he speaks. Yeah? Don't box God. Don't do it. Because this is telling me he's the opposite of that. His voice is loud. It's rushing. It's always flowing. God loves to talk. So when you think, man, my mind, it just won't stop. It won't stop. It won't stop. Maybe stop for a minute and listen. It could be God. Yeah? God loves to talk. He wants to talk to us about all kinds of stuff. Think about it. One of his names is the Word. The Word. The, he gave himself that name. Are you, you know, are you getting this? The inspired Word. He inspires men, men and, 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 and they write what God inspires them with. And it tells us in John that he's the Word. Where did John get the inspiration from? The Word. The Word told him to name him the Word. Like, you've got to understand the, you know, the, the parody in that, the fun in that. He's named himself the Word. In the beginning, John 1.1, 1, 1. in the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God and the Word was God. So since God can call himself whatever he wants, he chooses to call himself the Word. Now, little exercise with the person next to you. I want you to say something to the person next to you without using any words. It's, it's, they, they, I know you're doing something to them, but they really don't know what you're doing. You understand what I'm saying? Like he chose to call himself the Word because he uses words. And how do you use words? You use words vocally, with your lips. He speaks to you. He wouldn't have called himself the Word. He would have said, in the beginning... The silence already existed, yeah? And the silence was with God and the silence was God. That's what he would have said if he was a God that was going to remain silent. But he calls himself the Word. So when the enemy says, it's just you, going, nah, it's God, he's speaking to me. The Word is speaking, yeah? Now, who's ever had God speak to them through the Word? Yeah? Who wants to share it? Why am I getting people to share? Because it builds a level of foundation for your faith. So for those that say, I don't hear God, I read the word, but I don't hear him. Well, now you've got an example and a foundation that you can base your own faith from. Um, I was uh, at a, um, I had a fight with Jerry, <laughs> my husband, and uh, I'd had an accident and I'd fallen off a roof and I thought, right, I'm done. 
I'm absolutely done. And I walked and I said, I'm going, I'm running away. And I actually ran. I ran down the road and I thought, no, Jared will find me here. So I took off through the paddock. <laughs> Got down to a river and I'm sitting on the river, on this riverbank. And I'm sitting there and I said, I've had enough, God. I've had enough. And I just abused God like you wouldn't believe. Because it was all the pain, it was all the hurt. And then finally when I'd finished saying all the words... God said, and I knew it was not me. He said, trust me. And I said, how can I trust you? Everything in my life has gone wrong. And he said, trust me. He said, I want you to trust me through trusting Jared. And I thought, that's not, that's not me. That's God. <laughs> because it was the worst thing I'd ever... I'd, he actually asked me to face my fear. And through that, I actually then went home. And I didn't talk to Jared, but I thought... And the next, that day, because I knew I had too many emotions, but the next day I said to Jared, I am so scared to do this, but I'm going to trust you. And you had the last word in every decision that we have because I'd been fighting him for so long. And that was the thing that absolutely broke through every resistance that I had in my marriage and actually saved it. Cool. Okay. Now, that was an awesome testimony, and that'll fit in with where, where, where I want to go next week, when you hear God speak to you as, as the word speaking. Who's read the Bible and had the words jump off the page and speak to them? Like, some, like we've got 80 Christians in here. Anybody? Read the Bible? Have the words? Stephen? I really like that. Do you mind speaking to my wife about that word? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how many, um, <clears throat> I, I find it happens to me all the time. It doesn't matter where you look in the Bible, there's always something that just leaps out at you. Um, and I guess one of the more memorable times, I was uh, pushing a wheelchair for a friend who was, had, um, had, had, a, he'd had a stroke and he was undertaking a uh, Master's in Theology. Uh, it turned out to be a bit too much for him after his stroke anyway, but... At the time, I was pushing his wheelchair on Saturdays, taking him down to class. And um, they started talking about types. And John typically sat there in the, in the class and didn't really interact much. Anyway, his hand goes up and the, um, the um, professor says, you know, he's rather enthused by the fact that John's hand is up. He goes, John, tell us, you know. And, and John goes, ask him, he knows all about it. You know? <laughs> to me, you know, I was like, oh, okay. So I started sharing a little bit, um, because they were talking about types, from um, the story of the Okadah, that's the um, sacrifice of, I of um, Isaac. And what I unpacked for them in about two minutes left the professor astounded. And to me it was not that unusual. I, I actually thought that him being a professor, he would know all of that. The Okadah is probably the most studied typological thing, would I be right in saying that? But, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> He's being very modest. Um, but, um, yeah, I just find it doesn't really matter which part of the Bible you are, I open up to. God's always talking to me yep. through the written word. Always, 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 always. Now, for those of you that have walked with the Lord for some time, all of you have got examples of when God has spoken to you through the Word, yeah? Now, I'm looking at the time, and so I want to wind it up in a couple of minutes, and I'm, gonna, I'm really going to have to continue. 
to unpack this, but just a couple of scriptures, okay? Because right throughout history, God speaks to his children over and over again. And particularly for those of us now in this dispensation, those of us that have said, yes, I want Jesus as my Lord and Saviour. Now through Jesus, he speaks to us clearer than when he spoke in the Old Testament, yeah? Because now he lives in us. We, we, we just thank Father that you were born on this side of the cross, yeah? And not this side, because this side as in well before Jesus, is a completely different kettle of fish. Yeah? John 8.47, whoever belongs to God, hears what God says. The reason you, don't, you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Let me ask the question again. Put up your hand if you feel like you don't hear from God sometimes. Like seriously. Now, we all feel that. I felt that. I feel that often. Oh, God, give me a message. Like, whoever belongs to God hears what he says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong. So the issue isn't the hearing. The issue is the belonging. Each and every one of us has a need to belong. Yeah? When you come into the house of God, the family of God, you need to discover that you belong here. Because when you discover a place where you belong, then the word starts to speak to your life and you can believe it. And when you start to believe what God's saying because you now belong, that then affects your behavior. Yeah? In church life, in general, we do it the other way around. We address people's behavior. So they never get to a place where they're comfortable in believing. They never feel like they belong and they wonder why they don't hear from the Lord. Yeah? It's always about belonging, okay? Always about belonging. Do we belong to God? Yes. If you've given your heart to Jesus, yes, 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 yes. Settle that in your heart to allow him to speak to you today. Amen? All right? Now, John 10, 27 says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So we are his sheep. If we've said yes to Jesus, we're part of his flock, right? If God's sheep listen to my voice, I know them and they follow me. The only reason we follow him is because we hear him. The only reason people stop following Jesus is because they've stopped hear, hearing him. You're hearing what I'm saying, right? You've got to unpack the scripture sometimes. You don't walk away from God when you hear him. You don't. You keep following him because you know you're hearing from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, yeah? And, and I love this promise because God is faithful. Jeremiah 33, 3. Whenever the enemy says God doesn't speak to you, quote this one back at, at him. Call to me and I will answer you. You love it? It doesn't matter what version I look at, I read. Nowhere does it say call to me and I'll get back to you. Yeah, it just doesn't say it. Call to me and leave a message. Call to me and I'll text you my response. It, it, call to me and I will answer you and I love it. He just won't answer us. He'll tell us great and unsearchable things that we didn't know. God is always speaking to us. We just got to position ourselves so that we can hear him. Amen. Like what a promise. If we call out to God and ask him to speak to us, he's going to be faithful and he's going, to, he's going to speak to us about great and unsearchable, the hidden things, revelation. 
Yeah? It's a revelation because it's been revealed. It's been revealed because before it was hidden to us. That's why you can read the word and today you read something and you think that's really nice and you read it again, that's really nice. And you read it again, it's like God reveals something. He's brought something, the unsearchable, the hidden things. And it's like, how did I not see that before? Yeah, Because he's always speaking to us. And because of time, what I want to do now is I want to pray and I'm going to finish with just with a, a little thing and then we're done for today and we need to continue. We need to deal with the enemy that gets into our minds that tell, tells us we don't hear God and we don't hear him for other people because the minute we get past that, we will hear him for ourselves and we'll hear him for those that are around us because that's how our God works. So let's pray. Close your eyes wherever you're at. The reason um, I ask you to do that is because it's just cool, but there's no real theological reason to close your eyes. It just seems better when you're praying, I reckon. But let's pray and stop talking, Andrew. With your eyes closed, ask yourself this question. Do I really believe that God wants to speak to me? Put your name there if you have to. Do I really believe that God wants to speak to me and that I can hear him because this is the first place we need to deal with. If we don't deal with this, it matters not what I talk about, what I share, what people try to impart to you. If you can't get past this doubt and unbelief, you won't hear him. Yeah. Do you believe that God wants to speak to you and that you can hear him? Father, I just want to pray into that right now. Lord, I want to pray into doubt and into unbelief. And in Jesus' name, I just say, be gone, be gone, be gone. As far as the east is from the west, God. Lord, that that doubt and that unbelief would be cast into the deepest depths of the sea to be buried forever. Father, I pray that we would understand that you want to speak to us. I pray, God, that we would truly embrace that we are children with a father in a family that wants to share wonderful things, that wants to reveal truth to us. Father, I thank you that you want to release truth, that you want to declare truth into our lives. I thank you, Father, that we have found a place that we belong where we can hear you, Lord Jesus. So speak into our hearts, Lord God. Speak into our hearts in Jesus' name. And everybody said... What I want to talk about as we move on, and again, because I'm mindful of time, I won't today, but what's God's voice like? What's it look like? What's it sound like? You know, there's a whole bunch of stuff for us to unpack. So if we can get past this thing of doubt, this thing of unbelief that he does speak, he does want to speak to us, I am in his family and I do belong. If we can grab that, now it's a matter of hearing his voice, amen, and learning what voice at what time he's using in our lives. Is that all right? Apologies, but I hope the testimonies were good. I think they're probably better than what I'm sharing anyway. Have a great week. I'll see you next week. And everybody said? Amen. Amen.